everybody, and welcome to Speaking of Sustainability, the show where we introduce you to the leaders and change agents making a difference in the sustainability space. I'm your host, Colleen Felicki. After starting my composting business in 2017, I quickly realized that our communities are looking for more ways to be sustainable in their daily lives and to support eco-friendly businesses. I'm so excited to introduce you to some sustainable superheroes as we all look to make our planet a better place for years to come. Hello, everyone. I am super excited for this episode, and I know you will be too. Um, To start off with, I just always start with a sustainable fact. Um, This one kind of blew my mind, but some new refrigerators are so energy smart, they use less electricity than a light bulb. Wow, that's that's pretty fantastic and um, great to know. I, I did not know that. And um, if you're going to upgrade, look for something that uses electricity um, would be my suggestion. All right. We are going to get into it here. I'm super excited to introduce you to our guest today. Um, her name is Crystal, and she is also known as the compost fairy. She's a compost enthusiast, educator, and consultant, also a zone A gardener. We'll talk a little bit about that and spreader of the good compost gospel. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me today, Crystal. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is something, um, this is wonderful. I've been excited. I've been following you on, on Instagram and learning about what you're doing there with, um, the type of composting that you're doing. And so I would love to share that with, with the folks that are watching this and um, hope to just kind of share how everyone can get involved with composting and how easy it can be. Um, uh, I guess before we, we dive into it, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, how you got started with composting. Yeah, so um, I live in Oklahoma City and I first kind of started composting when I was working a part-time job um, at this cosmetic store. Uh, we, it was, it's kind of like a, it was a store that was very like heavily like focused on sustainability. Um, and so composting was one of the things they did because a lot of their products were compostable. And so I kind of knew a little bit about composting because my mom tried it like when I was young years ago, but that didn't really last as long. And so mm-hmm. when I heard we were doing it at work, I was like, oh, this is very interesting. Um, and I, when I realized all the things we could compost, I was just like, oh my God, like this takes sustainability to another level. I was already someone who was like pretty like sustainably conscious, I would say. Um, I was like really into recycling and I was always into reusing things and repurposing things and, you know, only buying thrift store clothes, things like that. And so compost just felt like a level up, you know, in sustainability whenever I first learned about it. So when I moved into my house, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to start composting. And I did not know what I was doing at first. Um, I just literally went to Pinterest and typed in, like, how to compost. The first thing that popped up was bury your scraps. (laughs) And so I started using the trenching method. And I did that for, like, two years. Wow. Um, And... I it was I it was a great method because mm-hmm. at the time I was um I was a teacher and so I had went to a professional development overseas and I was gone for six weeks and when I came back 
the area where I had been composting before had been super dilapidated. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back six weeks later, it was just full of grass. And I I was like, wow, like that compost like literally gave life to this area. And like now it's like has grass again. And so um, I just, I I just kind of like fell in love with it in a way and just started wanting to learn more and more about it um, and dive deeper into it. And so um, when I kind of first started my little YouTube channel, I, uh, my first episode was about composting. And so I just researched it. That's when I learned more about greens and browns and air and water. And I was just like, whoa, this is like, there's so much to this. So sorry, that was kind of a long, long answer, but yeah. Um, it was no, I love it. I love to hear, I love to hear about it and, you know, kind of what brought you to where you are today, to what you're doing. Um, you know, digging a hole. That's actually how I learned. My grandmother was doing that and I watched her, you know, do the exact same thing. Now, sometimes, yeah, back in the, back in the seventies and early eighties. And yeah. So, um, and that kind of inspired me. (laughs) And it's interesting what you, um, that you say that uh, that that's the way that you got started and now you're doing something you're composting differently in a, in a different way. Um, can you share a little bit about like, I'm familiar with that, like hot composting and, you know, composting either in a tumbler or, you know, with a pile in the backyard, but tell, um, tell our audience a little bit about what you do or a lot about <laughs> um, what you're doing and how it's different than, you know, say hot composting. Um, so yeah, I like these days I kind of, I, I focus on all the methods, but I, I you know, I, I have a compost bin, compost pile, vermicompost, bakashi, um, and oh, I feel like I'm missing one. Um, but I have various compost systems and, um, I would say the one that I utilize the most is the bin where I just have holes plugged in, like mm-hmm. holes drilled into it. And then the bottom is totally cut out. So it's right on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been using, utilizing Bakashi a lot too, which is like a form of fermentation more than composting, but it's considered composting. Um, it's where you ferment the food with essential microorganisms. Um, it's like a brand that's inoculated. Um, and that ferments the food and you can bury it or add it to your compost pile and it'll break down quicker than um, traditional forms of composting. Um, so I kind of, I like, I, I, I kind of like, you know, I go, I go in between all of them just because I like to do all of them and try them and sure. like, share that with people, of course, too. Um, cause even like, you know, all some days even with my scraps, I'm like, oh, I'm going to give these to my worms today because, you know, I think vermicomposting is such a great method for, um, folks in small spaces or in big spaces and a really good way to like get really rich or, or like organic matter. So that's um, awesome. Is yeah. it true that worms should not have citrus? So here's the thing, like I've, I've read both and I'm leaning on more of the side of like, it's okay in moderation. Okay. Um, cause I think it also depends on the environment, um, and like how much you're giving them. So I think like, I've, I've, I like either saw a video from like sub pod or somebody say that like, sometimes it's good to like, you feed the citrus to your worms, like 
they'll kind of leave it alone and, and like let it break down a little bit more, you know? Okay. I like some of like the seconds like a little bit less acidic than it was when it came into the bin. And then once it's kind of broken down a little bit, then they'll go to it and eat it. Oh, um, that's good to know. Even with me, like I my my worm bin, I particularly I usually just put my citrus in my outdoor bin because okay. I kind of know that it's an environment where it's going to break down and the worms, they don't have to feel like they're forced to eat it because there's so much other stuff going on in the bin that they can come back to it Got or it. just totally ignore it and it'll still break down and be totally fine. So I just don't think it's like, I just would hate to think that there's a whole subset of like fruits that we can't compost, you know? So that's sure. why I'm like, I don't think that, I'm definitely on the side of like, yeah, like it's fine. Like if you're doing in moderation, balancing with browns, mm -hmm. you know, letting not totally oversaturating the your bin or your pile with the citrus, but balancing it, I think you can like successfully compost with it. And especially with bokashi, you can definitely mm -hmm. do it with bokashi. So it, interesting. Uh, so uh, with bokashi, can you put um, like? Bones, dairy, or and uh, oils in there as well. Yeah, you can put bones, dairy, meat, raw meat, or cooked meat. Um, and you would want to add a little bit more of the brand when you do add foods like that, just because like it is a little bit. Um, mm. It's a if there's ferments different than like regular like vegetables. And okay. Um, but yeah, you can. I actually, um, I had I. Had, I had bakashi some raw meat. This was at the very beginning when I tried it. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't sure if it, like, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it worked. So I ended up hot composting it, too. Okay. Um, and it totally, like, it, ended up, it, it just ended up totally disappearing. Okay. Um, yeah. So it'll, you're totally fine with it in the okay. bakashi system. Okay. Um, it's kind of, like, what makes it kind of stand out because you can kind of compost those hard-to-compost things. So and that's something that I actually want to do soon on my page is kind of show like I want to do a book. I just don't eat a lot of meat myself. Mm -hmm. And so I just, or in like the dairy I do have, I eat. <laughs> so, right. um, so I haven't like composted that stuff as much because I just don't have it in large quantities, but I do want to do like a, a, like a post where I just show like maybe a bin that's like solely meat and like dairy mm -hmm. stuff and show how it'll break down. So that'll be coming. Okay. Um, but yeah, but like so a lot of folks yeah. who do Bukashi, they do, they, they compost all that stuff and it's totally fine. Good to know. When I teach classes about, you know, backyard composting, you know, folks ask me, what if I have a, a small space and what if like I can't even do a tumbler outside? Can, you know, can, how, how do I compost? And I mentioned the Bukashi and then worm composting. How does, um, I guess the main thing is like, people think about composting inside and that it, it might smell. So um, that's like the number one question I get about that. How do you do Bukashi inside so that you don't have any, is it, is it just like a bucket with a lid or a container with a lid and you just. Yeah. It's like, you want to get like a container that has like an airtight, like airtight mm -hmm. steel lid. Mm -hmm. um, and you, when you put all your food scraps in it, you like either like either, whether you're adding as you go or you do one like bulk method, you end up just like closing it and it doesn't smell, it doesn't have a smell at all. Like I have like I, I, I have two bins in my den right now that are full of food scraps. They've been, they've been sitting for like a month. 
<laughs> they're only supposed it's to sit for a month, but they're well, a month is okay, but they've been sitting for a while. But you don't smell them because, like, you just you don't smell it at all. Now, depending on your bin, like I I had a DIY bin where I had to, I drilled holes in one bin uh-huh. and then put the same put that bin in the same size bin as the other bin that has the okay. holes. And so when I would because it does, it's like a drainage that kind of happens um, mm-hmm. at the bottom, and so like a leachate. Um, Got it. So when I take the bin out, yeah, okay, you can smell like, but it doesn't like stink. It smells like, 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 like fermented fruit, like like fruit that's just okay, fermented. Sick. Got it. Yeah, not rotted, but more okay. like, oh, okay, like. I and especially like with me, like I'll have a lot of like citrus and stuff like that, and so I can still smell like the oranginess of it, but it's a little bit more potent. Got um, it. But again, I only smelled it because I lifted it up. Normally, just sitting there, it's fine. Okay. Um, and that that leachate can be used to either fertilize your plants or as a like a compost activator in your compost pile. Um, oh, great! That's great to know. Yeah. So and don't then, get rid of it. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have like a bad smell or anything. Okay. If it does have a bad smell, if it if it, if it does end up having a bad smell, then yeah, something. There's a problem. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you fucked up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so something you know. happened. Yeah, some issue happened, but if it has that vinegary, pickly smell. Um, okay. You're you're good. Got it. Do you do you sell the Bokashi? brand or where do you get yours where do you recommend i so i there's a couple people that i've gotten them from and that i've Mm -hmm. had success with um there's a uh couple three accounts i would say garden of oz ceo on instagram they sell like beer kashi which is from like spent grain which i think is really cool because it's their take on reusing They go to breweries, get their spin grain, and then use that as the Bakashi brand. So it's like, I'm like, that's so just talk about sustainability, you know? Like, that just blew me up. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, they it's really cool. And I actually um I need to make a vi- I need to make a video, but I have one of I use one of their, their the beer kashi with the like with my food scraps and stuff. And uh-huh. it, it it worked really well. So um they oh. sell some, and then there's another guy, Good Grow Organics. He sells some, um, and then um, Bakashi Living. They sell brand as well. So okay. those are kind of where I get. I haven't. I've I've kind of experimented inoculating my own, but mm-hmm. um, I don't think I have all the right ingredients. Um, okay. And it's a little bit of a, like a process, and so I I'm always in between like. Oh, I can make it myself. Like, oh my god, let me just buy it because this is kind of right. involved. <laughs> it was really scientific. You have to like get lactobacillus and yeast and photo something and like do all these things and interesting. Know. Yeah, okay. so I, I kind of did it once with lacto. I made lactobacillus and I inoculated that with and I inoculated the brand, but it was brand that I had that wasn't really so good. I bought it locally, but it wasn't the best. Okay, um, and it worked. But then, like, it worked, but then it also kind of didn't work, but then it ended up working. <laughs> like, if that makes sense. Like, because I had white mold will sometimes form, and that's kind of like a good sign. Uh-huh. Um, and so I had white mold, and then it turned into brown and brown, like, like not brown mold, like, um, like, blue mold blue and green mold that's not really a good sign supposed to it's not supposed to be that color and so i thought the bin had failed 
And then, like, I left it for another two weeks. When I came back, it was just a sea of white mold. So oh, I'm like, okay, so it worked. Kind of did it at first for a second, but then it ended up working. So um, it's You're not hard. sure what happened there. So it sounds yeah, like exactly. The Science is very interesting, but I, I've, I've, I've been, I've been, you know, give, I've been gifted some, and so, but I do recommend the ones that I've been gifted because they, they do work well. So, got it. No, that's good to know. I, uh, I could ask, I could talk about this all day. I'm, I'm <laughs> fascinating. I had a couple more questions about that, but I, we, we can kind of, uh, we can move on because I had a qu questions about um, gardening as well. Um, uh, so talk about zones when it comes to gardening. Um, you know, you're in 7A, Oklahoma City, right? Yes. Um, how does it affect you, like, planting season or also composting-wise if you're composting outdoors? Um, so, yeah, we we probably experienced, I would say we experienced the four seasons pretty much here. Very right. intensely, though. Like, summer's a bit, I mean, even though it's not summer yet, it feels like it's summer because it's, it's been kind of hot, but mm -hmm. um, I think that's global warming, too. Um, Same but, here, Pennsylvania. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's, I'm like, it's already, like, kind of really getting hot. But, um, like, I don't know. I say, I, I, I can feel like I can grow stuff. I mean, the seasons have been kind of weird to where, like, you know, like when it has those, those intense hot summers or maybe those intense cold winters, like that can kind of like throw stuff off a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I've, you know, been okay in terms of like my perennials coming back and being able to like, you know, plant stuff right now outside and mm -hmm. feel like, Oh, it, it, it can just, it can sustain itself. Um, so it's pretty good. Um, I don't really know much about other zones, but you know, mm -hmm. here it's pretty like, it's you know, we're, like you know we're kind of i break the rules a little bit in terms of like plant this and during these months or plant this this i'm like oh, i'm just playing it whenever <laughs> I know it's different, but i'm like uh you know but interesting yeah. you should say that i we we just had a frost night a couple weeks ago really yeah, and so wow. to run out and cover things bring right. things in, you know kind of do all those things and i lost some plants i don't have a lot but um it, it's you never know i guess yeah no oh my god no that's like that's a little like frustrating you know because it's mm -hmm. like you expect it to be okay after that you know like april 15th or whatever yes. especially in may by may yes. you expect it to be like you expect everything to be like fine so when it's oh. not it's like really a bummer you know yeah yeah i know friends who have lost plants and but you don't know like you can't tell these things so right um so so when do you start i guess when when you start outside, like planting outside in seven A. No, so a lot of people start like I would say people start usually like March, definitely after April fifteenth. Um, I'm a little late right now, so because I had kind of I did some traveling, and so I didn't really want to plant too much stuff and not be home, and so um, I'm still like kind of planting stuff and figuring stuff out. Um, I feel like I'm late, but I keep telling myself, like, no, no, it's fine. You have time. It's not even June yet, even though June's in two days. But <laughs> I'm like, it's not June yet, so it's fine. Um, but I have, like, right now I have some potatoes growing and um, yes. the from the winter that are flowering right now. And um, I planted some tomatoes and I just planted some, like, loofah and stuff like that. Oh, I've never, I've never grown that. 
that I grew. I I grew one last year. It was late though, but so I'm trying again. I'm hoping that uh-huh. I'm getting it earlier. Um, but they're supposed to be really cool, and I want to like be able to like use it. You know, sure, yeah. So, sure. Um, and I plan on planting like some. I have some sunflowers. I plan on planting more. I'm really. I I'm, try, I'm like I'm a, I'm like a flower person. Mm-hmm. I so I'm like. Like my top ones are like zinnias, uh, the tithonias, the Mexican sunflower, regular sunflowers, the colorful sunflowers, marigolds, nice. coreopsis. Um, so Sounds I'm good. planting a lot of that to get pollinators, and say, I'm also yeah. trying to get into native plants. I don't know. I'm trying. I I feel like a few of them are native, Oop, um, but I'm trying to get more into like mm-hmm. getting more native plants to get like you know the native populations of bugs and stuff. So. Um, what about you? What's growing up? Like, are you right there with you actually trying to add more natives to my landscape? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just for, again, for the, the pollinators and, um, have less, less lawn, more, more, you know, native plants and for the, you know, the birds and I, I like, you know, bird watching. And so in the backyard, but uh, yes. I, did, I just actually just plant it because there's so much going on. I finally planted my tomato and I, I bought the seeds, but I never used them. I bought a plant. Like yeah. I bought both plants already started. Yeah. I kind yeah. of thought like I was cheating, but at that point I figured I just need to get it into the ground. Yeah. And I kind of tell myself like, like I saw this one video by like I forget I think her name is like the perfect the homestead homemaker or something but she had a, a video that was like whether to plant from seed or to do from transplant or to do this or to do that it's all going to the same goal and it's all good and it all just depends on your lifestyle so it's okay so I had to like tell myself that I'm like oh my god like no I've definitely done those like all 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 starting from seed gardens you know right right like when life 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 comes at you fast and you just like. Like I had to go buy some plants the other day, and I was just like, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know? And then I'm just going to have late harvest with the other stuff I actually do plant. So, yeah, no, I it's all it's yeah. all good. Don't don't feel bad. Thank you. Thank you for that. I was feeling yeah. kind of bad about that. Feeling no, better no. now. <laughs> oh, well, that's uh, that's great. To, so we can all just take a deep breath and realize we're just we're doing good, whatever we're doing here. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We're all trying to we're all trying to get to the same goal and we're all going in, in, the, in, the, in the pace that's best for us. For sure. For sure. Well, do you have any call to actions you like to share with our audience where to follow you? Um, yeah, like- um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube and Twitter. Compost Fairy for all of them. The, some of them have no Y. Some of them, I mean, some of them have one Y. Some of them have two Y's. But usually, when you just type in like compost and then like put the F, it mm-hmm. I usually pop up. So yeah, I'm on there just talking about composting and gardening and trying to just you know get folks and get folks knowing about it. It's it's so interesting because like I sometimes I get a little insular when I like post and like with the community that I've been able to build on Instagram, you know. So it's like I feel like you know a lot of people know about it, but then I get into like the real world and I tell people about it. They're like, what's that? And I'm like, oh. yes. I'm like, well let me tell you. But I'm like, well there's still a lot of people that don't know about composting. Um so a lot. I feel like you had posted something and I said same thing here, just the um not wanting, maybe not wanting to know. And so really? sometimes it's a little bit frustrating when it's something that you know is yeah. so good and and the lack of like interest or even like wanting to know more. Right. So you make it fun. I feel like everyone should go and follow Crystal because 
she makes it fun and like exciting and what's happening next in the in the bucket you know like and, she, and like visuals like you can see her videos are great so definitely oh thanks and you inspire me you inspire me to want to do bokashi too oh thanks um, I'm glad. no yeah you should definitely try it like i just i just want like people to see and i tried to like I know I feel like I try to like test the limits. I try to like test the limits and like meet like kind of what's the what am I trying to say? Like test the limits and really kind of like push the boundaries of compost so people can kind of like see like, whoa, like she's going that far and like it's going really well and it's mm -hmm. not bad, you know, in terms of like like, yeah, like we can build this pile and have all these food scraps in it, it's fine. Or we can have this bucket here with all these food scraps fermenting and it's fine. Or we can make this liquid compost and it's totally fine. You know, like. And, so great. So you know, great to see. Yeah. yeah. You can do it wherever you are. You know, you, there's many different ways you make right. it. Right. It's just based easy. on how, how you're living. Right. Like, exactly. Uh, speaking of, uh, before we get out of here, I just wanted to do our breakdown. So if you, um, if you could discuss or uh, tell us about like a misnomer um, in the sustainability space um, for our, you know, our listeners and our viewers. What do you think um, folks should know? I mean, I really think that like, it's important for people to realize that it really is like the powers like, within us, you know, especially like, not even just with the choices we make, but like, especially legislatively, um, you know, we get to choose who gets, we're supposed to be the ones at least who get to choose who's in office and we get to be the ones to choose how we want to, how we want just certain like entities and places to show up in the name of sustainability, you know? Um, and so I just think that like making those personal choices, but also, ensuring that the people that we vote for know that we want these choices on a legislative level as well are very important. Um, and there really is power in numbers and power in like, you know, there's power in the people. Yes. You know, I know that sometimes it feels like there isn't, and we can just feel like one little person in this, like, which really we are, like, when you think about it, we're just one little person, like the galaxy, but like, when we can like combine together though and work together and realize that like, no, this isn't just like a, I'm not just here for me, I'm here for everybody. 100%. And, yeah. you know, that's when, that's when I think some really good change can happen. And, and just, you know, with, you know, again, I'm, I'm a big, like, at your pace and in the, in the way that works best for you, you know, and people, people know what works best for them and they can like to work towards other things as well. So. That's so great. That's so great to share that message because I think some, sometimes we get so caught up in, I'm not doing enough. I'm doing this, but I'm not doing that. Like everything that, you're doing and and speaking up about and you know voting for makes a difference right i wish we had more time today yeah no, this is great <laughs> thank you so much for being here i'm so glad that you're able to talk yeah absolutely this was really really great i really enjoy myself and i appreciate yeah. you having me yeah thanks again yes thank absolutely you. fantastic well thank you everyone for for being here today, for listening, for watching, and um, looking forward to, to next month. Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode of Speaking of Sustainability. 
please follow and support our guests as we encourage you to continue doing your part to make a difference in our global community. And don't forget to rate, like, and share. See you next time. Thank you.